I've been a lot of different things in the Ohio Ministry Network. Some of you know me from food, from Heartland. I've been up at Heartland for the past, well, it was after this past year. Eight years before that, I was up in food service. Uh, I have a degree in business operations and a degree in family and consumer sciences. And so Heartland was kind of in the red. And so they were like, uh, can you help us come up and help us out for three months? Well... That turned into eight years, so I stayed there, you know, you can feel that on the ministry, how that goes, okay? So I'm also happened to be married to John Wooten, so that's made me a pastor's wife for the last, I was calculating that the other day, and I thought, we are getting old. In fact, I, we had our uh, uh, pastor's wives area leaders meeting yesterday, and they were like, can you believe these young girls were saying this? Can you believe Toby Mack is 51? 50, and he was like jumping around on the stage and everything. He's 51. Well, just so you know, Toby Mack and I turned the same age this year. I'm 51 also. So then the girls were very embarrassed. I was like, 51? No way. And, uh, but anyway, <laughs> so 51, have four kids. Uh, I still have one at home. John had had, some of you know that, had had cancer, told us we wouldn't be able to have any more kids. Had three kids, boom, boom, boom. And uh, no, you can't have any more kids. Of course, we dropped our insurance, all that good stuff, you know, because you don't want to pay that when you're young. You only have so much money. But uh, four or five years later, we were pregnant with Olivia. So I still have one at home. She's a junior in high school. And so God performs miracles and God provides because right before we were paying, making cash payments because we had no insurance, um, our insurance broker picked us up and paid for a pre-existing condition called Olivia. So it paid for all that. But, you know, God, God takes care of those things. And that's what we're going to find out here as you minister to women. God, God can provide all those things. But um, that gives you a little bit of bio on me. Last year, uh, the presbyters and my husband asked me, and they had asked me before, and I said, oh, I got kids at home and stuff. But could you do women's ministries? And kind of what we've done is started OMN Women. It's going to be an umbrella. I'm just going to kind of, because some people have had some confusion with it, and it is a little bit different. Times are changing. Ministry to women are ch- is changing. We'll see that in this. But we, uh, for Ohio, which is a part of the General Council Assemblies of God, we are called a network, and ours happens to be just one state region. Some of them involve several states. But for Ohio, we're going to be called Ohio Ministry Network Women. Under that will be um, Ministry to Women ministers, that's what we're going to call them, just flat out, because that women's ministries, all those terms get kind of crazy. Women ministers, so we have many credentialed women, so that falls under that. If you are on Facebook, that's another thing, if you could all get your phones out right now, because I'm going to have you like and follow us on on Facebook. I'll show you what the uh, page looks like here. Of course, it didn't stay on there. You will see that live fully across there. OMN Women, if you could like and follow us, since you are here today, I will have your emails. So I will add you to my email list. But I found a lot of people don't read email. So Facebook, if we can just follow OMN Women, OMN Women. We're on Instagram, on Facebook. This is a way to get announcements, to see what we're doing. But if you could like and follow us, that'd be awesome. And in fact, this has been the biggest learning curve for me. As we do a little social media here. And we'll take a... We'll get just maybe my hair out of there. (laughs) We'll get a selfie here of our first session. All right, we need this side. Perfect. We'll put it on Facebook. You can like and tag yourself, okay? So, like that, that's a good way to follow us. Like I said, I'll have your email too. So, if somebody wants the PowerPoint we're going to use today, you can get that on there. So, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. We're on all of that. So, some of you are here today. Um, One thing I didn't say about Besides Heartland, I used to serve on Roberta Crabtree's team. So I had done Pastor's Wives Retreat, uh, had done uh, Time Apart is what we call it in Ohio. It would be called a women's conference if you've come from another state. We just call ours Time Apart. Always has been, decided not to change the name of something else. You know, it's a lot to keep track. All those letters and name changes. 
So we're still calling it time apart. We'll have that September 28th, 29th this year. So um, that will be a Dublin Radiant Life. So we went going to a bigger venue. We outgrew our venue last year for the first year. So woohoo! So going to go to Dublin Radiant Life where we can have about 800. So that'll be awesome. So, um, but I used to be on Roberta's team and had gone through the women's leadership training because some people were like, okay, what, uh, what are you doing doing women's after food? You know, but those two things are related. Believe me, you got to have food at all your events, okay, <laughs> and giveaways. But um, I had gone through the training with her and helped her for years before that. So just give you a little and did women's ministries at Parma Bethel Temple, which is now called Parma Bethel Christian. But at that time, when John was on staff there, I worked with the women's ministries there. So that just gives you a little little bit of background, but we'll go ahead and get started. And um, you will bear with me for PowerPoint, because I'll get to talking, and then I'll just be like, lose that power, leave that PowerPoint behind. But I think I did everything I needed to do for that. Um... Chapter 1 in this quick guide here says, Who are the women we minister to? Isn't that the question? (laughs) Who are the women? Because it's not quite as uh, concrete as the third grade Sunday school class. Do you know what I mean? Uh, You have a little bit of everything. In fact, I'm just going to read this, and this will give an overview, and you can all relate to this. Okay, so one woman. We have Emily. She's a nail tech, single mom of active little boys. She struggles every week just to put food on the table. So we've got all ages, income levels, um, everything. Amanda, 23-year-old single woman who is about to graduate from college. She's fearful about repaying her student loans and the next important steps for her future. We've got Marge, just retired and is struggling with depression. She wonders if her life has any value. What's the purpose of living? She's fearful of the future. Jane, an active church member, has been married for 20 years and no one knows her marriage has fallen apart. Sarah, CFO for a major corporation. She struggles under the weight of enormous responsibilities. Monday, she has to report the game-changing drop in revenue to the board. Allison was just diagnosed with aggressive breast cancer, the same disease that took her mother's life when she was just 35 years old. Christy faces the one-year anniversary of the deaths of her husband and son, both killed by a drunk driver. So, okay, if you read that and you knew that all those women were coming to your meeting... It's like, mm, okay, what's, a, what's one good way to uh, figure out how to minister to them? This will be our best way besides this book. Lord, help us, huh? Lord, 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 Lord. Pray, pray. That is, you're going to see a theme here throughout this whole thing. So when I did tell the presbyters and my husband I would do this, uh, I was like, Lord, help me. Just Lord, help me. And then, and then the, this is... Uh, sums up what I like of women's ministry. It says, many women today, such as the women in these examples, either don't have a biblical worldview or are overwhelmed by life's issues or both. Have you found that? Yeah. That's, that's They might not have a biblical worldview or even if they do, they're so overwhelmed they can't find their biblical worldview. But the church should be the place with Jesus Christ as the hope and healing that Jesus offers And this is a little bit different than what they've done in the past in women's ministries. This would be before they even can reach out to others. So in the past, when I came through, went through the archives and everything, I mean, people used to, and I like to sew, but they made the cots at Big Prairie. They made the quilts for the cots. They made the curtains and went and hung them up. They went and cleaned the camp after kids' camp. I'm telling you, my kids' room would be a lot different if I was coming to clean it after that weekend. It was like, oh, we should have done that at Heartland years ago. Uh, but anyways, if the women were coming to clean, but they did great things, and that, and that is great. That is awesome. What I'd love to see, and I'm just going to give you my vision for women's ministries in Ohio, is we've swung that way, and then a lot of things happen with women. People moved away from their families. There's a lot of isolation. It used to be if you had, you know, a question on how to do something, you would ask your uh, mom or your aunt or somebody. Now, what do you think people do most of all? Google it. <laughs> they Google it. Google's great, but at least a little isolation, you know. That's a little uh, impersonal for some women. So um, we uh, let me switch that over. 
They need the help and the healing from Jesus. And let's see. Oh, yours doesn't come up. That's why I wanted to know how that comes up. But the church, for all those different types of people, because you also have very healthy people in the church. And that's one thing I'd like to see change, too, is as women, it's not all... Oh, oh, down in the mouth about women. We've got great women in our churches that are very healthy and ready to serve and ready to serve others. And uh, so as your group, we need to feed the healthy. We need to strengthen the young and the weak. That's for sure. That could be in age. That could be in um, salvation and their walk with the Lord as they're beginning that. We need to heal up and bind the injured. I mean, there are many sick, you know, many, um, I just think of some women, I send out birthday cards like the pastor's wives, and I'm thinking, some of them are taking their kids all over for all these treatments and different things. You just don't know what people go home to every night and how they manage some of that. So our place for women should be a safe place for that to help them to find Christ for that. And search and care for the lost, a place where you can bring your neighbor a uh, place where you can bring your kids, friends, moms, a, you know, a place for them to come meet you and meet Jesus. Uh, and that's really are the keys to a healthy uh, women's ministries, and especially in the local church. So we're going to partner with you together, too, from OMN to try to do some other items and try to resource you. That's another um, kind of shift we're making here is we are here to resource the local church so anything I can do to help you along that way too so when after I send you an email after this session you will have my email so let me know let me know what I can do to help you with that too so why should we minister specifically to women so I mean you can come up automatically You can think, you know, it's not a good idea to have men ministering to women. You know, we've all heard different stories on that. So, anyways, you can imagine for that. But also, um, God created women for relationship. You just find that women are more relational. They just really are. And woman to women, we can, you know, feel each other's pain. We can... um, been there, done that, know what they're going through, the different phases of your of your life, those same young girls that were talking yesterday and talking about, oh, you know, and getting home to nursing and different things. And I was just like, oh, hallelujah, I am so past <laughs> I am tired for you, but I am a different kind of tired now. You know, working is a different kind of tired. You know what I'm talking about. But also that little baby tired is like, mm, I loved it when I did it, but mm-hmm, I could, uh, could move on. But uh, we see that uh, in Genesis, God created man and woman. So we are both here. Uh, it's not that one doesn't need the other. But for his ministry, women to women is awesome. And we can kind of see how Jesus chose his disciples and they walked with, he had many, but he also chose 12 and then he kind of had a smaller group of three. And that would be an awesome way to begin your women's ministries. Everybody's probably in different phases. Uh, Everybody probably doesn't call theirs women's ministries. Uh, it, that is the one thing I'm finding. We don't have um, the papers where you become a charter and then you send to me how many people you had at your meeting every week and all that kind of thing. Um, that wasn't a bad thing, probably. It was good communication. But it all is different looks. Maybe you have a, you know, showers. I know some people do group showers once a month for whoever had a baby that month in their church and they use that as part of their women's ministries. Um, It just has many different faces, but same idea of relational, and we're all the body of Christ, so we are all members of that body, so we're going to find different areas to serve those women. Uh, Just some of the ways that uh, women are uh, different than men, Uh, 
<laughs> and this, I just thought of that the only things my husband and I fuss about, they all come up in these little categories. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And again, these are uh, stereotypes and generalizations. This does not count for everybody. But it gives you an idea. But um, men are usually singularly focused. Gives them the ability to ignore distractions because that's when I'll really get the most frustrated with them. I'm like, don't you see we got these six things going on here and how that's going to affect the kids and how that's going to affect this and and you know can't you see all those little parts and he's just you know right in there focused it's like oh man that part I'm a little envious of men on that <laughs> but when women have the ability someone said it's like uh, women have spaghetti brains and men have waffle you know and they just take that one one thing but women have ability to think of many things at once multitask that's for sure we're all multitaskers um, but each life issue tends to be intertwined with all the other life issues and that is so true for me that that's all how that mixes and how that influences but that's an exciting part for women's ministries I think um, the one reason I said to the presbyters and my husband I would do that I was like if you think of the influence that women have in the many areas that they have influence over, I mean, you know, who's running that kid's schedule? Who's really running your husband's schedule, you know? Um, but all the influence in your your parents and your in-law. But, I mean, women, when you ask a woman to do something or to come to an event, you find out real quick the all the influence she has because of the 20 things she has to do to free that time up to come to that two hour <laughs> you guys are all like <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about you you see that interaction right there of how they are intertwined in all of those things so um it is the truth with that, our, our lives. But also, that's a great power that we can use that for influence, to build the kingdom for Jesus Christ. And what an influence if you raise your kids in the Lord and then that, what they can do from there and just far, far greater than you could do alone. So I think, you know, being a woman is a, woman is a great thing, not to be singularly focused and to be intertwined, but it does play out in different ways when you try to get women together. So um, emotionally, I don't always go for this one because I'm not just a big emotional person. But anyways, uh, sometimes I think that gets a negative connotation. I just, we do feel deeper. Uh, Men process non-verbally, problem solving, delayed reaction. You know, again, that's why I said it's just so funny. I could go down this list because... uh, if I just say something, you know, I'm just really just blowing off steam. And then my husband's got a, in two minutes, he's got a plan for me. Yeah, he's going to, if you would do this, this, and this, and <laughs> you know, it's, a, yeah. And so it's like, oh, I'm not looking for a plan. I'm just basically blowing off steam, you know, letting you know the details, which he doesn't care about. But anyway, just letting you know, it said, uh, and men talk, report talk, you know, they just gave you the, the facts. And so that's kind of like when I call my mom or my mother-in-law, you know, I pass by my dad or my father-in-law because I want to know all the details of what really happened, you know, and, and who thought this and who saw that and who was there and all that good stuff. So it's a little different for women, a little different. But that is one of the changes I was saying that um, I would love to find. We've swung from completely service Sometimes we have women just get together and go to a movie. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all, but as a, as a, I'll just be honest with you, and I'm 51, so I'll just say, <laughs> as a church-sponsored event, I would love that for you to have a devotional with that, even if you're doing something like a game night or a something, because they can get the other stuff anywhere. Mm-hmm. They can get that anywhere. Sure. I mean, but if they come to your thing and they made the time to come to your event, you know, give them a devotional, give them a, give them something, give them Jesus to go home with somehow to do that. And I'm not saying everything has to be, you know, Holy Spirit and on your knees the whole time. But let's find a happy medium. That's what I would like to do is just swing right in the middle where women become healthy enough 
to be a service arm of the church. We have healthy women that are empowered by the Holy Spirit to reach others, but to also to reach out. So just to find that happy medium where we are ministering to women one-on-one. And like I said, in the past, and maybe, you know, I am 51, but I say even further back than that, maybe women just didn't talk about their problems as much. Because you can't imagine that all of this didn't exist. But I, like I said, they had different... Um, The church, well, and people, more women were at home, not working, so they had more groups there that they could work through. But it's just a different time in America that women just do not have that many, and they they desire relationships. That's the thing that I have just been so surprised at, is when you do reach out to somebody, or they come to one of your things and sit down and talk and everything, I mean, they're ready to come back. They just haven't figured out. I think they desire relationships, desire friendship. They just haven't figured out how to go about that or how to fit that into their schedule, if that makes sense. But they still, I think, still desire relationships, and we can help them help them find Christ through that. Um, other, other, some of the areas of for women that. Uh, that have changed, and and we do have more of. And again, not not to be Debbie Downer. These are just some things that you do find in your church that leave women, um, you know, um, responsible. I guess I would say for so much more. But addictions, uh, chronic physical issues, uh, divorce and separation. That's made them responsible for all the finances for their house. You know, their house made them responsible for their. Um, Children, uh, domestic abuse, violence, eating disorders, emotional issues, fertility issues, poverty, overwhelming responsibilities, sexual issues. But uh, we can be, and that's why when you even just begin to look at that list, I'm thinking, oh, every time we have them together, let's just show them the Lord why we can. You know, use that opportunity to, uh, even if you can't talk directly to those issues, but for for Jesus to begin to work in their lives and just give them opportunity for that. But the church can be the place where they can experience hope and healing from that. Um, but we can begin to address the needs of women that they face today. I wanted to show you in the back of the um, book. I set my book. There it is. And I put some uh, uh, papers out on your table or on your chair. But, um, and this is something we'll get to more in the second half. But I wanted to let you know, womensquickguide.ag.org. That's up there. And I'm probably standing right in front of that, though I'm not that tall. Um, is has some appendices to this book that you could print out and take to your meeting. So in the back there, uh, resources in your community to help women in need. So we've got Cindy here today. She is Heartbeat International, which is some of you might have different names because I know some of those in the smaller towns, pregnancy centers. And so what are some of the other names you have in Ohio? Can you think offhand? Care centers, pregnancy Christ. Yeah, so I have been in several churches, and I'll see. They're doing a shower, or I'll see a table where they brought in things for their pregnancy center. But this first one is resources in your community to help women in need. So just even having a list of, you know, those that you could give a woman to send her, know where to send her. Their teenage daughter is pregnant. What can she do, you know? Have a list of those and a good relationship with them that you might already know them and have a relationship that you could send send people to them. Uh, the local food bank. I just saw Robin's not in here. I just saw uh, True North Church was on TV at the local food bank, helping them out and taking the food to their food pantry. And I'm sure a lot of you do this, but this is just a little resource, and all these can be printed out in eight and a half by eleven. Um, at AG um, or at womensquickguide.ag.org, and then I put the agwomen.org up there. So some of you know, some of you don't. Some of people don't have Assembly of God in their name of their church, but we are part of the National General Council of the Assemblies of God. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, they have a website which is agwomen.org. This. Um, 
this is the magazine that comes out from them. So uh, they also have a theme this year, which is Live Fully. And we're going to go with this theme this year. Uh, uh, Women's Conference or Time Apart is going to be all Live Fully. And so is Pastor's Wives Retreat. But um, they have a lot of resources at their website, too. So if you go to their website, they have tons of resources you could use for that. They also have tons of downloadables. And so if you have had to get a graphics person or um, you're just like, oh, my word, my stuff does not look... You know how everything has to look so nice these days. It's not like you can just run it off on the ditto machine or whatever. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> they have a whole bunch of downloadables that you can use. Invitations. You could run them off and invite the women. You don't even have to think. I mean, you can just run those off and send out those invitations. They have a coloring page of this tree. Uh, we're going to get together for Pastor's Wives Retreat, and we're going to have a paint party slash card making slash um, some of you pastor wives in here. Close your ears. Uh, it's supposed to be a surprise later. But, and uh, we did it last year, and all the people asked to do it again. So anyway, painting, um, uh, card making, coloring uh, of this tree. And so they have, you can print that out. So save yourself some trouble. Go there. I, I vote you lose, use their theme. Live fully. You can put whatever twist for your church on that, you know, and just use their stuff that they have. I'm trying to think of what else is in that. Um, <coughs> they have bulletin covers. They have, if you want to put, if you still do a bulletin and you want to put a bulletin insert, they have all of that kind of stuff there. But anyway, check out the resources there. It's just one, you know, and that is another uh, thing too with them. I think the last few years for women's ministries from the national office, they were kind of changing their focus and it was books and things like that. And they've swung back around and it's going to be resourcing the local church. So they can resource me, I can resource you. So they have a a lot of resources for that that you can use. But during this time too, we will do, and this is another suggestion I have for you for your women's groups. Women love freebies besides food. That's a given. They love freebies. So one other thing about me, I'm kind of a fabricaholic. I like uh, all kinds of fabric, all kinds of uh, sewing stuff. So I have, uh, it's duct tape, but it's fabric. So I have four pieces of fabric on the side of chairs. So I'm going to give away some giveaways here. So if you have one of those, <coughs> let me know. You found one, and it's you. You're close. It's you. So in this, this is a fully his book from Carrie Clarenceau, who used to be the National Women's Director. She's now uh, North Texas. And these are all available. We have these out at the table, too. But anyway, we've got a little chocolates in there. We've got some Post-its. And we've got the mug. All right. There you go, girly. Big winner. All right. Thank you. All right. Anybody else have one? And you can take your tape off and put it on your whatever you want. It's just fun colors. Uh, Here is, uh, we are going to have Alicia Britton Cholet as our speaker for uh, Women's Conference. We're going to have Don Cherie Wilkerson Friday night. And then we're going to have Alicia... um, all day Saturday, and this is awesome, especially, this is kind of based on um, 40 days of decrease before Easter. You can do kind of a Lent type thing, but it's awesome. We're going through it with our leadership team, and so this is another thing the National Office has is these bookmarks. I'm just, I'm not trying to sell their stuff. I'm just saying, let's make it easy on ourselves, ladies. (laughs) You know, a couple clicks is a lot easier, (laughs) and um, uh, these are out on the table, too, and these are for free. So, uh, I just wanted to show you this. This is a resource we just made, and we will be... Susan might need Angel. And so I'm going to spend time with her, and I'm going to invest in her, and she's going to know that she matters to me. Because when she grows up, she's going to know what it looked like and what it felt like to serve alongside me and to be loved and what a full woman of God should do in a life of a child, and therefore be a better mother, and be a better wife, and be a better teacher, and be a better servant of the Lord. And so... Sometimes our girls' ministry is one-on-one ministry. And that's just as powerful, and it's just as strong. And we can't 
confine it to the walls of a program. Does that make sense? All right, so weekend retreats. Yay for weekend retreats. We could have those. I did talk about um, free resources that the National Girls Ministry has for you on that. Um, but we also actually, um, Aaron's pastor, uh, <laughs> I sent out about a year ago uh, a message to several pastor friends that I know, lead pastors, and I just said, where do you need resourced in the girls' ministry world? What do you need in your local church? Some of them were people who had girls' ministry serving in their church. Some of them were people who did not have girls' ministry programs. Like, just here's 15 different people from all over the state who aren't expecting this message. What do you need? So Aaron's pastor said, I would love to know how to do girls' ministry on an event basis. And I was like, okay, cool. Well... We have three events that the girls' ministry department sponsors every year, which would make it super easy. So we've got girls' retreat, first through fifth grade girls covered. We've got sixth through twelfth grade girls covered at our teen girl conference. And then we have Powet, which is a camping event for third through twelfth grade girls. So there's an easy in if it's just I'm going to come here at these moments and I can invest in three events a year. Um, easy answer to that question. But then there's also events that you can do. Sometimes it's just going laser tag together with a bunch of girls from your church and being silly together. Hey, we're just going to go laser tag. Just the girls. Let's go out. And if the boys are jealous, good. Make them up their game. Those men got to step up, right? All right, just, for, just kidding, all the men who listen to this. <laughs> just kidding. But no, but in all seriously, it, again, it's okay. We can't not do for our girls at a risk that maybe there's not something going on for our boys. And so maybe it's, I used to, when I was a youth pastor, a young youth pastor's wife, I used to have some girls who um, used to come over and we would cook together. And I'm not like a great cook. I'm all about box macaroni and cheese, I'm not going to lie. Now my grandma from Alabama can slay it, on the, but I don't have her gift. So, But we'd come over and we would make like homemade pizza and we'd make tacos. And we just hung out together. But those girls are the girls who still love Jesus and call me. I'm like, you are almost 30 years old and I wasn't much older than you when I'm teaching you these things and yet you're calling me for advice with your kids. And, and it wasn't that I did anything special. It wasn't that I planned another night of the week. It was, I'm home for this evening on a Thursday and just said, hey, anybody who wants to come over and cook dinner with me? Girls ministry. Life-altering. Bonds of relationships happening. That's girls' ministry, and it's valid, and it's important, and it, it truly has the power to impact our culture and their lives and the lives of their children, and so it's so important to do that. Um, I would also encourage, if you're thinking event basis, even just doing local outreaches together. Um, you can do this as co-ed boys and girls but then maybe separating the girls are handling this part of the outreach together and the boys are handling this part of the outreach together just being intentional with how we serve and separating them so ideas and thoughts on that what are some outreaches you can do in your community because you guys are quiet and I want to hear what you have to say I know you got good brains out here fed the homeless yeah, that's awesome. And the kids loved it. And in fact, the kids wanted to go every Saturday after that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this this group that does this have a schedule and mm-hmm. have all different kinds of people coming and volunteering, so we can't go every week. Sure. But we can certainly schedule it two or three times a year. Yeah. You know, and they do love that. Yeah, that's good. What else? What are some things you can do event basis wise, whether it's outreach or just locally in your own churches? Yeah. We're doing a thing with the girls. We're making up baskets for the police department. That's cool. And then we're taking the girls to the police department, having the chance to meet the officers. I mean, mm-hmm. women officers and there's been officers. Yeah. Let's, let's get you acquainted. So mm-hmm. you need help. You know where to to trust. That's awesome. Yeah, and our police force is really hated on these days, so I'm sure they're appreciated. Yeah, we have the, the girls make cards and, That's you know, great. tell them that they appreciate them and everything, and then at the end of the month we're taking the baskets and we're taking you know, like snacks mm-hmm. and water and, you know, Starbucks <coughs> coffee. And, right. You know, just 
That's awesome. We appreciate you. Okay. We serve in a uh, church that would find out uh, not only the widows in our church, but if anybody knew of a widow in the community, and the girls would plan a tea or get together around Valentine's Day, and they would each sit with mm-hmm. various ladies, and they, the girls actually loved it as much as the, the ladies did. They just, yes. Like, are we going to do that again next year? So it became an annual mm-hmm. thing, but the girls planned the menu, the girls made mm-hmm. the small gifts to give the ladies, the girls decorated. That's awesome. Right. (laughs) No, that's good. That's good. Anybody else? We went to a nursing home and did a manicure for a lady who was a coordinator probably 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. And she loved it. My girls loved it. Yeah. Yeah. We love to get together with girls, right? I mean... We would all agree, as much as I, I mean, I married my husband at 18 years old. He's my best friend, and I'm not that wife that's like, okay, the guy's in here and the girl's in here. I'm like, if we're in an event, I want to sit next to my husband. I love being with him, right? But how I also enjoy time with the girls. Just being silly and laughing, and there are things that Lance cannot relate to. So, you know, go on, go over there, and we're going to be giddy and laugh. And it's not that I don't love you, but... But our girls need that too. You know, there is there's something that happens when you bond. There's the inside jokes you begin to have, and those memories that are made. Um, and when we minister to people, it can't just be about come to what I have for you, come to my class. I really, again, if we're going back to love them where they are, not where you want them to be, then go into the world. I have something to offer you, and you have something to offer me. Offer me your laughter. Offer me your time. I want to spend time with you and and be silly and go pay, go to a craft class or a painting. You know, it's all the rage. You know, like, go eat and paint a sunset together, or go play laser tag. We all enjoy those things. So just incorporating that time with our young girls. And honestly, when people invest in us, we want to give them our heart. There's something that when somebody shows us that we're special or we mean something to them, we're like, what can I do for you? I want to spend time with you. You're important to me. Oh, you're having this? I'll be there. You were there for me. It's a natural reciprocation that happens that we need to remember when we're looking at ministry with our young people. They want that too. They don't want to just come to girls club because it's what they do at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. They don't want to just come to youth group. They don't want to just come to your kids ministry because it's it's 9 o'clock on Sunday morning and so we're getting ready for church. But we want them to go because there's life there and there's relationship there and they trust us and they know that we're there for them, not just because we want them to hear God's word. Because we're another authority figure that says, you should listen to what I have to say because I've got something good to say, right? Nobody wants that and we would never intentionally do that. But we have to be mindful and intentional about making those opportunities happen Um, because it really, truly will grow our ministry. and deepen it, and it will become more than just a box. Because if we're just doing it for the badge, we're failing them. Even in the most traditional form of our program, we are failing them if it is about a badge. I would say, please, for the love of God, don't ever, ever, ever just focus on getting through a lesson. And I have that, and we don't mean to. I'm going to use my mom as an example because she'll never listen to this. Ha, ha, ha. She's such a, ha, ha, that's what you get for grounding me. Um, <laughs> I don't care that it's 20 years ago. No, um, my mom is a rule follower. It's, it's in her DNA, and I'm very much the same way. As much as I'm way louder than she ever is, like it's, it's who we are. This is the rule. This is the way it's supposed to be done. She's very type A. I am not. So for her, I've got to get through this because I feel like I'm cheating the program if I don't get through every lesson in this unit. I feel like I'm not doing it right, and I'm supposed to, and I sign a thing saying, and I don't know if I'm allowed to sign my name. Okay, Mom. What's your unit about? Helping others. Okay. Do they understand what it means to help others? Yes. Do they know what the Word of God says about helping others? Yes. Have you talked about ways that they can help others? Yes. Did they dialogue with one another and with you? Yes. Okay. Then I don't care about step three. 
that doesn't matter. Step three doesn't matter. They learned the point. They learned that the next time that kid is walking down the steps at school and their books fall out of their hand, that it doesn't matter if they're going to be 30 seconds late themselves. They're going to stop and they're going to help and they're going to pick up those books and they're going to put them back in their hands and say, are you okay? Do you need anything? If they got that, then they got more than a badge will ever teach them. Because that makes a difference. That's ministry. That's loving her heart, her world, his purpose. That's living his purpose. And that small moment right there, it's living his purpose. And so maybe you're here and you might need permission to do that. Please take permission to do that. Um, All day long, even in the traditional sense, if you're doing traditional ministry, take that liberty because it's truly about living the Word of God, learning the Word of God, mentoring, discipleship. And it's going to happen there. It's not going to happen when we rush through a lesson. It's not going to happen when we're rushing through life. But in those small moments, in those little details, sometimes it's just a text, hey, I'm thinking about you. Take those opportunities and let them soar because they're going to feel special to know, okay, they're thinking about me on Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock. I matter to them. Yeah, that's cool. All right, what questions do you have? I've done a lot of talking today, and I want to dive into questions that you have, maybe where you're at in your local church. What do you want to sharpen up, start, change, stop, you know? Yeah. We've got um, a group of rainbows that right now there are no crims, there are no daisies, Mm -hmm. Um, just the older girls, and we just don't have any girls that age right now. But we've got a rainbows uh, class that 80% of them are going to be going off to kindergarten in the fall. Um, And we don't have, we just had a couple teachers probably a couple months ago. One moved away, and one of them just said, I'm retiring from this. I'm not doing this anymore. And no one else is interested in in teaching any classes. Mm -hmm. So um, we can't just move you know, those kids into the big class with the through sixth grade of boys and girls. Um, But we've got to, we'll probably have to combine them, boys and girls. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, you know, what I look at kind of following the girl program with them or the boy program and how would, you know, I I don't know. And this is for what age group? Um, It would be... uh, First, first. Be, yeah, kids moving into kindergarten, which would be going to, you know, daisies or, mm-hmm. um, which I, I'm not, I didn't grow up AG, so um, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, why are the daisies a separate group? Like, yeah. just that one age group and everybody else is kind of really combined. And sure. It sort of confuses me. <laughs> it's the group at the local church that struggles too. Do they go with the first through fifth, sixth grade or fifth graders, or do they go with the three and four year olds? I think it's because they are more mature than a third and fourth or three and four year old but they're not reading yet they're developmentally they are their own beast yeah even i crystal could speak to this more than i can but even on an iep it's hard to qualify as a kindergartner because you're, you're <laughs> I think the girls are also maturing a little bit faster in the kindergarten level than the boys are. So just developmentally, gender-specific, it's how it's done. Um, I would say choose the format that works better. Uh, I'm biased to the girls' ministry program, so you're going to get that biased opinion from me. Um, but if... I okay. did some research this summer, this last few months. There are correlations between the two. Mm-hmm. You can get access to both curriculum as well. I'm going to give this to you. This is the Together program. And this is going to take the Ranger program and the Girls Ministry program and tie it in a little bit. So you can have my copy of that I brought with me. Sure. And then you split for a little bit, but you know, even if you get another leg, you can still split yeah, boys and girls. Yeah, you still could. Yeah, but it's, you can still do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that should help you um, 
get a clue as to what curriculum and how to pull it together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you still would do your your game time, your snack time, your pull together time. That's and then you can pull them apart if you have two people to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and even if you don't have two people to do it, you pull what those kids need. Look at mm -hmm. the needs of that group. You pull the material that fits them. Don't yeah. fit them yeah, to the material. So like these guys really are struggling with it. And then they're little, so are they church? Are they non-church? Mm -hmm. What message do they need? Do they need salvation message? Do they need you know, look at them as where they're coming from in their background and mm -hmm. in your material that would go backwards. Yeah. Right? If you're thinking and of the kids you know, and the, the is the goal for your kids boys or the goal girls or is it split evenly and that might help you mm -hmm. you know, and that it changes all churches, you know, one week you might have ten boys and two girls. You know, so being aware of, you know, your your gender dynamics may help you determine what, you know, yeah. what it means and what does that kind of stuff to do with them. But you can absolutely do Mm -hmm. Like like Angel saying, it's like the main specific are you are they getting God's word? Mm -hmm. You know, are they learning how to be kind to each other? Are they learning, you know, about God's creation and that God made it and you know, things like that. That's the key. Mm -hmm. you know, even if you have to keep them together the whole time, that's okay. Yeah. I think it helps that they've been together too. Yeah, you know, with rainbows, yeah. Rainbows. Yeah. So they they're not gonna know any different. That's true. No. That's a good point. So, you know, you, you do what works best for you. Anybody else? Well, that's very scary and that's <coughs> Yeah, I can tell, but <laughs> it's hard. I'm feeling a, you know, I feel the weight. <laughs> I would say, you know, even if you want to contact me, because I pulled some of that stuff just recently, and I would help you be more than willing to talk you through looking at this is what we have to offer, this is what the guys have to offer. Rotate. We've done that in our groups where I need a helper the second week of the month. How would you like to be my helper? Because, you know, Joey or Bobby or whatever is, you know, their child and just getting them in. It, you know, a lot of parents might not know and they see this wonderful thing that is and then they want to get involved. Or sometimes you get somebody to come in short term, right. but not all in. So you start there. Because once a month is good. <laughs> How I got my good recruits was I actually went to a women's ministry meeting and I kind of guilted them. You didn't hear that. No. <laughs> no. And that's how I got my teachers. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my pastor about just a five minute blurb with the men because um, I need to, I need at least one man, mm -hmm. you know, and. Yep. One of my all-time favorite ladies was the master walking up to whoever she felt God loved. Honey, I have this need. Will you just pray about it? See what God does. <laughs> she was never short-handed on leaders. How that worked, but she was never short-handed. Yeah. Well, we have no short-handed men that want to work with the boys. We can't get the women to work with the girls. <laughs> That's an interesting. I mean, we have a wonderful boys program. Yeah. We have wonderful leaders, and they're always doing something. They're always going on powwows. They're always, camp. Mm -hmm. you know, they do all kind of things. And then you have these girls over here. Well, why can't we do things? Sure. We don't have the women that are willing to step up and. Yeah. And sometimes these happen in in loving one-on-one -on -one conversations and asking somebody, you know, hey, would you be willing to partner with me? Would you would you pray with me? Because honestly, regardless of if it's them or not, prayer is going to help. Um, but even to just have teaching moments, um, loving, gentle teaching moments from whether it's a pastor or yourself, you know, even in those conversations that say things like, because to me this is the biggest, um, I would say, excuse that's consistent across the board is, A, I'm busy, and B, I just really hate missing service myself. That's the one we use. Yes, I hate missing service myself. 
And while we would want to be snippy and be like, well, how do you think the pastor feels? He doesn't ever get to sit in service. (laughs) Um, We would never choose to say words like that. But there are teaching moments in that. I understand. Um, And there are a lot of people. Everybody who sits in the seat that she's in feels that same way. And because it's true, every single one of us have felt like, man, I, I really wish I was in there that Sunday morning. It's Baptism Sunday, and I'm in here with the nursery, but I really want to see people getting baptized, right? We've all had those moments of, I'm serving and I'm missing. Relating to that, but also say, those people would not be being baptized without you. There would be nobody being baptized if they weren't hearing the word of God. Um, and we need you. You're a part of that. You're a part of the ministry that's taking place out there because of. I hate when people say, I come in the nursery and I'm just wiping butts and I'm holding babies. I'm like, no, you are giving that mom a break to get in the presence of the Lord that she needs more than anything on the planet. Value that. Like, you are the hero of the church. Trust me, right? Um, but sometimes it's just relating and having those those teaching moments and conversations that... It just we need to, our perspective shift every now and then. Most so. people like to be approached personally. They do. You make a blanket yeah. statement. You can easily say that doesn't pertain. Exactly, exactly. Or you, if you just make an announcement or whatever you need to help. A lot of times you get the people that that's not a good event. Mm-hmm. You know, or so they're gonna say yes because they say yes to everything. Correct. Yep. What I haven't tried it yet, but um, had shared uh, at our church because I was asking how do you get volunteers and what she does is she has a prayer team and that's all she asks them to do Hmm. and she says so then they're already kind of in league there because Mm -hmm. they are praying for your ministry and your leaders and then when you put out the need that hey I need a leader because God's already been dealing with them by your ministry that's how she begins Hmm. a lot of her leaders yeah She's going to have like 6 or 12 people that just yeah. do nothing but pray. It's interesting. I like it. Well, we are out of time. Um, I want to give you my email address. It's angel, A-N-G-E-L. To emphasize, the E comes first because everybody spells my name Angle. Um, <laughs> so A-N-G-E-L at ohioministry.net. If you have ideas you want to share, if you need ideas, if you just need to talk through processes, um, please contact me. I will either respond back with you. I'll connect with one of the reps if maybe they're closer to you if you want to meet and I can't um, answer or maybe they're better equipped than I am. We are a team. Um, Contact your local area reps. They're a wellspring of knowledge. Um, But thank you so much for coming and I hope that at least you walked away with some sort of something new and fresh. God bless you guys. Enjoy your lunch. 